You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday. You are listening to Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. My name is Sarah Avampato. I'm your host. And on today's show, we turn our eyes yet again to Europe because the Kings have announced a whole group of prospects are heading over to Germany. They announced on Tuesday that not only Alex Turcotte, but also Tyler Madden, Akil Thomas, Aiden Dudas, and Jacob Ingham all are going to be heading over to Germany to play for Eisbären Berlin in the German league. Or I guess play is not entirely the right word. They're not really being loaned in the sense of they're probably they're going to get into games and be there for a, a significant amount of time. Uh, the main intent with this loan is that they're going to practice with them, train with them, get into scrimmages with them, potentially get into preseason games if that happens. But this is a move that is largely about getting those players back on the ice, getting them some experience, getting them up to speed before the professional season starts here in North America. The projection, again, is that hockey will start here in early December with camps and everything opening up in November. But I think that as we have seen, anything is possible Uh, You look at the NFL, which had to scrap their preseason plans. You look at college sports, which are just complete messes, honestly. And you look at, you know, all of the laws and regulations in different places, the travel difficulties, all of that to say, if hockey does start in December, I will be pleasantly surprised. But until then, until we have a clearer picture of what is going on, those five players are going to be hanging out in Germany. Now, this connection, I think, was probably paved a little bit easier, given that AEG, who owns the Kings, also happened to own Eisbär in Berlin. So there is a business connection there. There is a familiarity on both sides with the employees, the training staffs, the, the way that things are run. And so if you're looking at some of your potentially, you know, most prized prospects, what better place to send them than somewhere that you will have 100% confidence and 100% knowledge really of what is going on every single day with them. So for, for the Kings, I think that this was probably the best match for them to send them to a team that they own and that they can be assured to send them to a team that is owned by their same parent company and they can be assured that, you know, they already know what kind of facilities they're working with, what kind of training methods, all that stuff. It's all, none of it's going to be a surprise and it is going to get these guys back up to speed. And, you know, lest you think that sending these guys, a bunch of Americans and Canadians over to Germany, uh, you know, it's a little bit different than the other loans that we have seen so far where it is, you know, Carl Grundstrom and all of the Swedes essentially playing back in Sweden. So there's no issue there at all. They have grown up in that country. They speak the language. They, you know, probably still have friends and family in the locations where they're playing. So there's no, there's no issue there. This is a bunch of teenagers, essentially, or 20 year olds being sent to a country where they don't speak the language, don't know anybody, have no connections other than the fact that their NHL team is owned by the same company. But if you take one look at the roster 
of Ice Bear in Berlin, there are a handful of familiar names on it. Probably the one most familiar to Kings fans is Sean Backman, who played four years in the Kings AHL system, two with Manchester and two with Ontario, and won the Calder Cup championship with the, at that time, Manchester Monarchs. He has been playing in Germany for the past three seasons. This will be his fourth year with Eisbären. So he is someone who is familiar not only with the Kings, not only with professional hockey in the U.S., but is now very familiar with Germany and with uh, living over there and with the way that that league and team works. Also on the team, Maxime Lapierre, who had a pretty long NHL career, played for Montreal, uh, for the Ducks for a little bit, for the Vancouver Canucks, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, had a lot of stops throughout his career uh, before going over to Europe in 2015. He's got a AHL Cotter Cup as well from when he played with the then AHL Hamilton Bulldogs, uh, the farm team of the Montreal Canadiens at that point in time. This will be his second season in Germany as well, so another guy with significant NHL experience who can kind of help show these guys the ropes uh, on both sides, really, of the equation. We've also got uh, John Ramage, who has been a veteran of the AHL mostly, has got a handful of NHL games, but mostly spent his time uh, in the AHL in Cleveland, Tucson, Milwaukee, as well as a couple other spots. This is his second season in Germany. Lyndon Ferraro is also playing there. He had a stint in the NHL as well with Detroit and then with the Boston Bruins for a little while and then spent some time most recently with the Iowa Wild before going to Germany this past season as well. Uh, So yet another guy. And he, of course, is the son of Ray Ferraro, who is uh, a well-known TV broadcaster and former pro. Uh, He is also the step-nephew, I guess, of Tony Granato, the Wisconsin coach who coached Alex Turcotte. I don't know anything about their relationship, how how close they are or anything, but uh, there's another connection there as well. So there are going to be plenty of, while not necessarily familiar faces, I don't know that uh, any of our prospects will have had much reason to uh, know or interact with any of those guys before that. Uh, There are a good number of people who have experienced life in the NHL and in the AHL, and who can really kind of help smooth the way for all of our Kings prospects as they are hanging out in Germany for an indeterminate amount of time, I'd say probably until November at least, uh, depending on what happens over here in terms of when camps open up and when players can actually start doing things here in the U.S. There is more coming your way on Locked on Los Angeles Kings, including a look at another change to a Pacific Division team that's going to have an impact on the media narrative around their games against the Kings in the future. That's coming up next on the show. Right now, though, let's talk about Built Bar, because after taking a little break to reformulate, to come up with some new ideas to make the product even better than it was before, Built Bar is back, and it is still the best tasting protein bar ever. If you don't know what Built Bar is, First off, it is covered in 100% chocolate, which I think is the only way you should be eating any sort of protein bar. It is soft and fluffy and tastes like you're eating a cloud, and it is also actually good for you. They are low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, low calories, and they're great for someone who is on the go, someone who needs just a quick burst of energy or a quick snack to get through their day. And really, no matter who you are, whether you're a marathoner or someone who just is, you know, trying not to go 
go to the grocery store hangry, Built Bar is a great product for you to check out and uh, eat a whole ton of, quite honestly, because they're real delicious. Some of the flavors available include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, banana bread, orange, toffee almond, and many, many more. So go to BuiltBar.com right now and check it out, see what your options are, and get on board with this. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. So it's a really big opportunity for these guys to get to do more than just train off ice or train with a skills coach or something. They can actually play and work out with a team. They can do scrimmages. They can develop over there and get to be in a team environment and go through stuff like training camp and scrimmages and anything like that, that they're not going to get just sitting around at home and talking over Zoom every so often with a King's trainer or something. So I think this is a pretty exciting development because it means that we will actually get a look at these guys much sooner than otherwise we would have. Uh, So far, all of the other players who have gone over to Europe, uh, we have Carl Grundstrom, Jacob Movrari, Johan Sodergren, Tobias Bjornfoot, Samuel Fagemo, and Lucas Parikh. Most of those guys, we have been able to see them in action previously in the King system. Grundstrom, Sodergren, Bjornfoot have all spent time over here. Parikh obviously is still in juniors, so not someone who is close to being able to to be a pro at this level. Uh, Fagemo is someone who everyone had expected to come over to North America this coming season and fight for a spot on the Kings, but otherwise spend his time in Ontario. So these are all guys who we have seen for the most part at the pro level in one way or another, again, with the exception of Parikh, who is not quite there yet. For these guys, for Turcotte, Madden, Thomas, Dudas, and Ingham, they haven't had this level of competition of a team to play on. I think that, you know, even though the German league is not, you know, it's not the KHL, it's not the AHL, uh, but it is still a pretty good league. Lots of great players and more great players are being drafted out of it. This gives them a chance to do something that is the next step up, let's say, from their college or their junior team. And I'm particularly excited to see Alex Turcott because he has spoken about the fact that he, you know, has been able to spend so much time, so much extra time working out, rehabbing injuries, getting completely in shape that he wasn't necessarily able to do. If hockey had started 100% on time here, you know, this is extra time for him to get in the best shape that he can to get as prepared as he can for the rigors of pro hockey uh, at the NHL or AHL level. Uh, And he has even said that this is, you know, the best he's ever felt, the best shape he's ever been in. uh, And having all that extra time to do extra off-season training, essentially, has really kind of helped him step up his game, uh, particularly knowing that he was limited last season uh, with Wisconsin because of some injuries, because of an illness that he had. And so we didn't really get to see him maybe at his full capacity, at his full strength as a player while he was playing for Wisconsin because of that. And so we will get a glimpse of Alex Turcotte now playing at his full strength. It looks like the club has been live streaming some like scrimmages and practices and stuff. So there is a chance that we will eventually start getting footage of them 
uh, in action with Eisbaron. Dudas and Ingham are already over there, and I believe we're in the practice on Tuesday. Uh, the rest of the guys are supposed to arrive um, probably today, Wednesday, or maybe a little bit later, and then join the team right away after that. So it might be a couple days until we start seeing all of them in action together, but uh, keep an eye on the Locked on Kings Twitter at Locked on LA Kings, uh, because I, of course, will share anything that I find. Um, I don't speak any German whatsoever, but Google Translate is just real good and real helpful with all this. So excited to see what we can glean from the performance of all these guys uh, over in Germany. And we'll see what happens, uh, how long they're there and what kind of action they get to get into uh, while waiting for hockey to start here again in North America. Speaking of Tyler Madden, his dad, John Madden, has been a coach in the AHL for a little while, was most recently uh, with the Cleveland Monsters, and has just been hired by the San Jose Sharks uh, as an assistant or associate, whatever whatever they want to call it, uh, coach for them. So while it might be a little while for Tyler Madden to make his NHL debut. I mean, who knows? Stranger things have happened. I guarantee you that first game against the Sharks with Tyler Madden in the lineup is going to be just a ready-made media narrative about dad coaching against his son. I can already, I can just write the news broadcasts all by myself. Don't need anyone to to, to help on that. I can predict entirely the fact that they are going to spend a ton of time talking about that and digging into what it feels like for both of them to be to be on opposite sides bonus points by the way if that happens during tyler madden's first nhl game or something i think that if i could devise the perfect storm the perfect situation to have that happen in it would definitely be for tyler madden's first nhl game to play against the Sharks with his dad on the other bench. We've got a look at the NHL awards, plus some more news from overseas coming up next. Make sure you're following this show on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings so you never miss an episode or any cool Kings news that happens to float on down through the internet. So at LockedOnLAKings, if you are on the Twitter, go give us a follow. In other NHL news, we had the announcement of the last of the NHL awards that were given out uh, prior to the game over the weekend. Instead of us having to sit through like a really awful television show about the awards and all that stuff, they just announced them and then it was over. I think the only good thing that has come out of the awards in any recent years was the year that Jonathan Quick and Jack Campbell uh, both went together and Jack Campbell was like, Quick's assistant slash towel holder slash like moral support or whatever. That was very fun and entertaining. But the rest of those shows are basically completely useless. So it was great to just have them announced and some remarks from the winners and be done with it instead of making a big, huge production about it. Western Conference players did sweep the entire category uh, of the Hart, the Lindsay, the Vezina, the Norris and the Calder, they all went to players who we are going to have to see a whole ton of, including Kale McCarr as the Calder winner, uh, closely followed by Quinn Hughes, guys who we're going to have to get really used to seeing a bunch of because they are very young, very talented, and are going to be in the Western Conference for quite some time. Looking at the Calder voting, the great thing is that the votes 
the awards that are voted on by the Professional Hockey Writers Association, uh, they are now releasing, uh, they've been doing this for the past several years, they are releasing everyone's ballots so you can see who was voted for. Uh, you can get the total transparency of, you know, why ballots were thrown out or anything like that. And it's fun to dig through and see who gave what player like a brief nod of a like, hey, you exist kind of vote. And Drew Doughty got one of those like, I wouldn't call it a pity vote, but a vote of like, hey, I think you're still good, but not good enough to really win this award of the like fifth place vote. Uh, Drew Doughty got a like one vote for the Norris. But more interestingly, Matt Roy, who I think falls under the radar for pretty much anyone who is not a Kings fan or who is not a media member specifically covering the West, I guess, or the Pacific even, um, Matt Roy is someone who I don't really expect to be on many people's radar, but he did get one little fifth place vote for the Calder of saying like, hey, I see you. You existed. Good job, Matt Roy. And uh, I'm super excited to say that later this week, uh, if all things go well and schedules align and uh, nothing happens to implode or anything, that I will be talking with the person who gave Matt Roy that one vote. Sean Shapiro from The Athletic, uh, who covers the stars, is the person responsible for giving Matt Roy a, a vote. And I just, I just, I think it's neat, let's say, whenever... Kings players get some notice uh, in the in the outside world, let's say, when it's not a uh, LA or Western or Pacific media member who is doing the voting. So I'm excited to get to talk to Sean later this week. So make sure you keep tuning in uh, for that interview. It'll probably be up Friday, I'm hopeful, uh, again, unless like the internet explodes or something. Really excited to get to have that conversation and get to see a glimpse of the Kings through the eyes of someone who doesn't cover the team, but who has noticed enough about uh, our young Matt Roy to to give him a vote. So I, I'm, I'm pumped about that. Make sure you listen to the show uh, throughout the week for all of that. Also, another update on something I talked about a little earlier in the week, uh, whenever I gave some updates on what is going on over in Russia, how they're just, you know, playing as normal, uh, even though COVID is still a thing. There there has been some news coming out that there is a huge outbreak right now in SKA uh, on that team. The coaching staff and up to 10 players have now contracted COVID-19. The, co- the game is still being played. The coaches are not going to be on the bench. The owner is apparently coaching the team uh, in in the coach's absence. Uh, one media outlet, Full Press Hockey, is calling it a COVID-19 disaster in the and in the KHL. And and there's a really great article. I will link this on Twitter from Full Press Hockey about this. Just going through all of the teams that are having issues, that have having games postponed, that are not being able to travel or or anything. Uh, the uh, Dinamo Riga, for example, is the only Latvian team in the KHL. Uh, they went on one road trip and were not able to finish it. Uh, and then because of COVID-19 cases, and then when they returned to Latvia, the team had to be quarantined because a whole bunch of them were diagnosed positively with COVID-19. So things, despite the KHL wanting to put out the image of everything going uh, as normal, things are a little rough over there. One report says that there are currently 87 positive tests 
in the KHL and 132 people who have recovered. So, you know, that that is not great. Just super not great, um, but will be something to keep an eye on as we think about next season for the NHL, because this is a glimpse of what happens in a country where regulations for, you know, public safety are not particularly being adhered to or being uh, enforced. And when you try to have regular sports that involve travel, that involve not having a bubble and just letting people live their lives, you have these mass outbreaks. We've seen it already with baseball. It took them forever to kind of get things under control. And now we're seeing it with the KHL. So it is something that I think we as NHL and AHL fans need to uh, pay attention to because like it or not, I don't think that by December, this is going to be gone. This is not going to be under control by then. And the league and teams and fans are going to have to think about how they feel about playing a regular hockey season, even if it's condensed, um, knowing the risks and knowing what we're seeing from other teams and other from other leagues about uh, about what happens when you uh, try to return to normal and then suddenly you don't have coaches because they have COVID. So that is something to keep an eye on. And we'll continue watching that as it progresses. So that is about it for today's show. Thanks for tuning in. Like I said, later this week, we're going to have Sean Shapiro from The Athletic on to talk about his perception, his his vote for Matt Roy for the Calder. And I might try to sneak in a John Stevens question or two uh, while we're at it. So we'll see uh, how that goes. Make sure you keep listening to Locked on Kings for that. I am on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. The show is on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Give us both a follow to make sure you don't miss anything like upcoming shows or big Kings news uh, that will get shared on the socials. Subscribe to the show if you have not already on your favorite podcast app of choice or available wherever podcasts are found. Leave a rating or a review if you like what you're hearing. Tell people how great you think this show is. And of course, tell a friend all about it. Until next time, this has been Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.